this year is your year, even if you also said that in 2022. And however you want to make a splash, Mother Nature can help you every step of the way with wool runner missiles from Allbirds. Wool runner missiles are shoes made from premium supernatural weather-repellent materials, so you can jump into this year with both feet, rain or shine. The high-top runners are made from temperature-regulating, moisture-wicking merino wool, treated with durable puddle guard technology to keep you dry and comfy. And you can take confident strides with supernatural rubber treads that grip for all-condition traction and sugarcane-based sweet foam midsoles that put a little bounce in each step. Allbirds is constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their earth-friendly materials. So even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, make a splash without worrying about getting your feet wet with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. This is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine. And once again, this is the Goldmine Magazine podcast. And today's guest will be Michael Kurtz, the co-founder of Record Store Day. And Michael and I are going to discuss this year's Black Friday and some of the releases we're going to talk about and basically talk about music in general. But uh, we're going to highlight some of the new releases and we're going to find out how Black Friday is doing. Um, It's been a while since Record Store Day has been doing this every Black Friday. So we'll be back with Michael after this message from CygnusRadio.com. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Let's talk about um, Black Friday. Um, I like how Record Store Day, the releases are getting more interactive. Like, I noticed... Tom Morello's album, uh, which is called Atlas Underground, it's a double LP, and it's uh, it's all instrumental, but it includes a booklet of guitar tabs, so anyone who buys it can play along to it at home. Huh. Yeah, you know that kind of activity is is done typically by the artists themselves, and we often we hear about it when they make the announcement, and that's one reason why I think they're very careful about how they roll out the record store day releases because it's sort of a personal thing for the artists themselves. Yeah. I noticed uh, a lot of tributes too, which, which sounds great to me. I always love tributes and there's, um, there's one from, uh, garbage. There's something about, uh, Howard Stern's Bowie tribute broadcast on the B side. Oh, what it was, it, it was made. Yeah. Howard Stern did that after, uh, Bowie passed. It was a big tribute. It was a big deal. And this performance was done for that show, um, and that's where it came from. They had to get permission from Howard, I guess, to, to press it. And, and Weezer does a single that's out of Toto's Africa. Maybe I'll uh, actually like that song now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I always hated Toto when they were came around originally because – what I considered commercial, and that was at a time, you know, when New Wave and all that was happening. Yeah. But, you know, I hear them now, and there's so many bands like that I, that I just really did not like at all yeah. at, at the time. Like Journey, I hated Journey at the time, but now I hear, like, Nights in the City or something. I go, man, what a cool groove. What a great <laughs> song. So, uh, exactly. Yeah, I think it's 
Weezer sort of tapped into that. And when we talked to the label about doing something with the band for Black Friday, uh, we had done the original Toto picture disc, which started all of this, really. Hmm. The whole, you know, uh, we did that in Record Store Day a couple of years back. And, and we were kind of like, even the stores sort of like were, were um, kind of negative on it. They were kind of mocking us for doing it. Like, oh, you know, like that's so uncool because of that stigma of the 70s. But then when it hit, everybody heard it again and then saw the cool picture disc it just exploded it was it was one of the most popular pieces we've ever done hmm. it's very strange but uh it's cool to see an arc all the way to weezer doing it and now we're doing a very similar for shaped picture disc once again for record store except this time with weezer instead of toto do, do you find that the uh 45s the seven inches sell well on um either record store day or black friday it depends on what it is, you know. Yeah. I mean, seven inches and ten inches. There's been sort of a cooling on it to some degree, and I think it's because as vinyl matures uh, as a real entity, you know, um, people got bookcases and whatnot, and it's harder to to display and show and to file and stuff. So they're more uh, picky about it now than they were in the beginning, where everybody bought just about everything that we did, like well, the Alice Cooper package we did last year. That good records put out. I mean, if you I don't know if you saw it for the, for the seven inch, it was just gorgeous. I mean, just an amazing piece, you know. And I had to beg. I couldn't find it in any of the stores. I actually begged Good Records to get me a copy of it. <laughs> right. And I think I actually even helped pay for that. So, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm, but I'm like everybody else on record store day. I just get in line and try to get a few cool things. And I was trying to look at on Black Friday. I, I didn't notice if you have, do you still do regional releases like you do on Record Store Day? Yeah, I think so. I haven't looked at it recently how Carrie filed it, but I think that's how we do it. And those are typically just smaller run kind of things where somebody wants right. to do it because it's, you know, really means something typically in a region or a certain, or for a certain fan base. I like that's those. Kind of right. Yeah. I think they're kind of cool too. Well, my favorite one, though, I'm looking for that I want to buy is the um, anniversary-themed Keith Richards, the uh, 40th anniversary of his first solo release. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, when that first got pitched to us, I was real excited about it, and then it ended up being more than I was originally thought it would be. Yeah. I think it's like, doesn't it have like two songs on the B-side, like a yep. uh, uh, um, another cover? Uh, like a reggae cover or something that I forget. Well, it ran. Oh. Run Rudolph, run the the main song uh, was a B side twice, I believe. So I, I, uh, I you know, because that was done around the time that Keith, I think, was camped out in Jamaica. Yes, and it's a no, you know twelve inch red vinyl. It seems like every piece oh, of right, but no, 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 no. It, it the B side has the harder they come oh, and okay. pressure drop right, it does right. have. Right. Two reggae tracks on the other side. Yeah. And that's a killer band in that performance, too, because it's got Charlie Watts, it's got Ronnie Wood, it's got Ian Stewart, mm -hmm. the, the sixth member of the Rolling Stones, <laughs> and according to Keith, the most important one, um, unfortunately passed away. But uh, Pretty yeah, much so the that's founder. And it's got that guy Steve Jordan doing the production on it. Mm -hmm. um, who, you know, and I got to meet Keith last year when he put out the, that solo record, which I can't remember now the name of it. It was a really good record. And I talked to him about Steve Jordan, and he just was effusive, just went on and on about how Steve was his fa like his family to him. I mean, you could tell he was just super tight with him, like a brother or something. It was, it was really cool. 
Well, it's on red vinyl, and it seems like uh, every piece of vinyl with a holiday, yeah, with a holiday card and, and a seems, holiday from Keith. Yeah, but it seems like every piece. Saw, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just yesterday that uh, he just signed a new record deal for his next solo album. Great, uh, I love be, his solo stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it's going to be with the same company that reissues this record store day piece. So I think it means he's probably moving back in that kind of direction, you know. Uh, I hope so, anyway. Well, he's, I mean, he's done a lot um, to try to preserve vinyl, especially, you know, blues, shellac. I shouldn't even say vinyl, old records. Um, The old blues albums that came out on shellac recordings. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done a lot to try to preserve that. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how like I'll, uh, you're right, and I read that somewhere, and I think that led me to looking up uh, Gwinnett Records, and and that led me to realizing that Hoagie Carmichael was the big artist for that label, and mm. which made me recollect that that was the music that George Harrison listened to as he was passing away, and I and which to my mind is just one of those odd factoids about an artist that I loved, and, and that that. You know, uh, Hoagie Carmichael was the musician that George chose to listen to as he was leaving. Hmm. Very, very, uh, that just, that interests me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's, you know, the all things must pass connection or something. I'm not sure why. But then, then I went back and started investigating Hoagie Carmichael's music, and I'd love to do like a record store day piece with around his stuff at some point. That would be cool. Uh, one uh, company that does a great job with some of the older uh, music, especially of the '40s and '50s, is Beer Family. Have you heard? You've heard of them, right? No, I haven't. You should t- connect me with yeah, them. Yeah, Beer Family Records. Uh, they're in Europe, and yeah, I'll send you something right right after uh, we talk. Uh, yeah. You know, our our writers love their stuff because they they put so much into their um, box sets. But um, back to the, uh, like I said, Keith Richards on red vinyl. It seems like every piece of vinyl that comes out now has to be colored, you know. (laughs) You know, and I fought that for the longest time um, because I really thought it's, you know, that it was sort of a kind of a gimmicky kind of thing to do. But then I realized I needed to get out of the way because Mm -hmm. it's not just colored. It's all of the artistic statements that these guys are making with the swirls and the different psychedelic stuff and the things that the, the glitter or different things that are adding to the vinyl to make it more of an art statement god for the longest time i hated it i hated it yeah i th- i i i'm with you i kind of like it now um now i do too now i'm like i'll open up a record and just look at it like this new artist i've discovered her name is uh molly birch i don't know if hmm. you've heard her she's the little label called Cap. Well, it's Capture Tracks. They're not that small, um, but her, her pressing is really beautiful. This mm. beautiful—I don't even know what you would call it. It sort of had a sort of a, a silvery, uh, milky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what we should call our music: silver, silver, silver and milky. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like that. <laughs> well, I loved it. Like, I think it was about five to six years ago. Um, Jack White put out a 45 with silk petals uh, in the record. In yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. 
No, I don't, but he's done so many creative things. And by the way, I can't talk about it, but I'm actually working on a really cool project with Third Man for next year's Record Store Day. It's just, I think it's going to blow people's minds. It's it's coming from a whole direction, a whole other part of the world. And, and when I took it out to people in the music industry, they asked for somebody to work with me on it. Jack's camp was the only one that were like, fuck yeah, we want to do that. That's because they'd actually been, you know, thinking of it too. So I, can't, I hate to be... Uh, obtuse but i can't sure but, uh, it's really cool though but it, i only mention it because it is that kind of creativity like the silk pedals in, in the in the vinyl yeah they always think out of the box i love that um yeah, and I, I emphasis on the word think too because there's so little of that that happens now mm-hmm. that people just don't have a lot i'm i don't mean to sound critical but they just seem to go down the same path and then you know, uh, then you end up sort of with sort of average, a lot of average stuff. Right. It's just sort of, you know, I, I, I kind of in a bad place in a way with, with the music industry as to what they're doing to vinyl now. Mm. You know, they've taken all the cool ideas that came out of Record Store Day, and that's, and that's nice, but now they're doing what they always do. They're cutting the record stores out of it yes. and doing it all direct consumer. And, and that's just really such short-sighted thinking. It's like you don't, there's a purpose for a town crier. You let them be the town crier. You let right. them be the evangelizer. You know, it's just, but it's that sort of, sort of short-term thinking that so much, just in general. But anyway. Yeah, I, I was surprised tired. when I went into Target and saw a vinyl rack. That <laughs> took me by surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like that part of it. What I don't like is when, when they'll, like a, a label, like an, I'll, I'll, I love the camp behind David, Dave Matthews, and Dave Matthews does amazing stuff with Record Store Day that we're doing for Black Friday this year. One comes with an extra seven inch as a gift from Dave to fans, which is exactly what Record Store Day was about. But anyway, when the new Dave Matthews album came out and and Target got the color version, the cool version, and record stores didn't, I just was sort of like okay, guys, come on. I mean, I get it. We want right. Target to be involved. We want them to reach a bigger audience. But let's let's not let's not forget, you know, the the soul of of this thing. And and to Dave Matthews' credit and his label's credit, they they did get it and they 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 did some went above and beyond for us for Black Friday. But that that moment when it happened was just sort of like, eh. yeah, because you know? it's, it's about record stores. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah you want that you know you you want to get people to to uh the the people that are most excited about it give them the exciting thing because then they're going to like shout about it It goes to target it's just going to sit in a rack well that's why i like that you know um people think record store day is just about vinyl i like when you put out cassettes or other things Mm -hmm. because it's about the record stores and record stores now are expanding um, cr- yeah, cassettes and other, you know, oh, retro. You know, it's stuff. funny. I, I I took a road trip with today. He's the owner of Vintage Vinyl, one of the best record stores mm. in the United States, or out of Fords, New Jersey. Um, yes. and we were talking about where he is with the store, and he's telling me, you know, we actually sell more CDs now than we do vinyl, which we haven't. That this is the first year that happened, and I was sort of shocked, and I was like, what? He goes, yeah, we do because no. The CD customer is so underserved and so treated badly by everybody but record store owners 
that now the people who are into it are starting to come more and more to his tour yeah. and they're outnumbering the people that 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 love vinyl. Mm. It, it's crazy. And and there's a lot of great box sets that are CD only and that seems to be very yeah. popular. Yeah, yeah, for box sets I think you definitely want to go CD over vinyl. I mean, for me personally, just because C box sets are just, when you get into vinyl, it just takes up so much space and it's heavy. And, you know, I mean, I've got a few that like the, the Bowie ones, I've got most of those and some of the Neil Young ones. And I think I have a Beatle ones, but I'm pretty selective about box sets on, on vinyl. They're, they're a lot of fun though. The CD ones or vinyl. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yes. Especially yeah. the super deluxe ones. And you think, um, record store day would ever get into that? Doing like a, what? a super deluxe box set of something. You know, we've done a few, but they usually are things that come out on record store day. What we call record store day first, mm -hmm. where you it's you know the it comes out in that like some of the Neil Young box sets I think came out that way, and then they went wide. You can't really do it as an entire exclusive because it's so expensive to put a right. box set together. And then just have a limited amount, and then that's it. You know, that's just too much work. Great and point. To, to put into something, you know, it just doesn't make sense for anybody, I don't think. So anyway, what is your favorite release uh, that's coming out on Black Friday? Do you have one? Wow. You always put me on the spot on that. I don't, <laughs> you know. It, it, Last time I made you pick five, so this time uh, <laughs> I'll only ask for one, man. I never listened to Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas album, but right. Carrie tells me it's like one of the greatest things ever. That was made by Paul Williams, the famous songwriter. Yes. Oddly enough, I think that's one that I really want to get. Huh. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Eric Dolphy uh, expanded New York Studio Sessions record that um, Resonance is putting out. I uh, went to the Bowie exhibit and the, quote that stuck in my mind was Bowie talking about his teenage years when he said he made himself listen to Eric Dolphy over and over and over again till he finally got it. You know, I'm, I'm misquoting, but that, that was the idea because I don't know if you ever listened to his music. It's pretty impenetrable. Mm. Um, but <laughs> if you're not used to it, uh, so that is really cool. Um, the Bob Marley catch a fire original record that came yeah. out that was made as like Zippo lighter. That one I, I really I really want to get. I always get the Zappa stuff because I'm a big fan. And what we did this year was five different picture discs for it. We're only in it for the I don't know if you've caught Dweezil on this latest tour he did. It's called Choice Cuts, and he's doing some of his dad's best work hmm. um, on that tour. So I'm kind of on a Zappa kick again. Um, you know, yeah. I'll get the McCartney. Sorry. Yeah, he's putting out, it seems like Zappa's, uh, they're reissuing a lot um, lately. Yeah, the, the live shows, because that's, you know, God, that's how he put together so many of those records, those cutting and splicing the live shows. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, making them, you know, what they ended up being, the classic records. Um, yeah. I'll get the McCartney single, just because I collect everything that the Beatles do, you know, mm -hmm. or Beatle-related. I've heard that that Eric Clapton Christmas track is really awesome. Hmm. Um, I don't. It, there are two new tracks that aren't on the Christmas record, which the Christmas record is fantastic. Um, so I really want to get that, oddly enough. And now that's a 7-inch. Hmm. Um, I'll probably get the Catherine Wheel album, uh, like the Cats and Dogs, not for myself, but for my wife, because she's a big Catherine Wheel fan. Hmm. Now, um, now after, after Black Friday's done, uh, 
it doesn't stop. You have a small business Saturday. And uh, yeah, this year, yeah, we're working with Tony Bennett this year and Ben Folds and uh, uh, Micah Nelson, which is Willie Nelson's son, and his band Particle Kid, which is doing a split uh, 12 inch with John Doe from X. Um, and we're doing an Ingrid Mike- Michelson Christmas record, and we're doing events, a live uh, piano performance by Ben at Rough Trade on Small Business Saturday, and John is playing in his hometown, one of his hometown record stores in Oakland, and. Uh, is playing at Fingerprints in uh, Long Beach. Um, so we got a lot of bunch of sh- stuff going on there. And, and uh, the folks at behind Small Business Saturday gave us money that we used to give to the production of the records to make them uh, inexpensive. So they're pretty cheap. And that's one of the things we like to do on Small Business Saturday is have vinyl records that are, you know, really relatively inexpensive because we, we really tend to drive home to everybody. It's a quality experience. It's a quality thing, but you know, um, let's say thank you to the guys who buy records all year round. So, you know, and, and do something nice for them. So those records are going to be fairly inexpensive, um, and nice pieces. Very cool. Yeah. I like that idea. Is that something that you think you're going to continue every year? Right. Yeah. After we Black did Friday? it last year. We actually did it last year for the first time with Dawes and uh, did a performance at Fingerprints and put out a double live album that I think sold in the stores for 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Um, so, yeah, we want to, you know, we love working with the folks at Shop Small and uh, and and it's really cool to be able to, um, you know, do something of this quality. You know, working with Tony Bennett is just huge for me because – it's, he's one of my heroes, and, and I don't know if you know it, but what that record is is his recording he made as a very young man, I guess back in the late 40s. I don't know the exact date. Um, uh, and so that was his first recording he made, and he mm. kept it. And so on one side is we pressed that on one side of the record, and on the other side it's the exact same song but recorded just this year with Diana Krall. So it's – and I think it's oh, – they, they applied the, uh, to the – Guinness Book of World Records to have to uh, sort of uh, codify that this is the the record that contains the longest distance of time between two recordings. Hmm. Kind of a yeah <laughs> odd little thing to do, but we did it. That's cool. What how you how's the feedback from the record stores on Small Business Saturday? Are they are they digging the idea? Oh yeah, they love it. You know, I mean, it, that's now a very busy weekend for us. The whole starts on Friday, goes right into Saturday. They do a lot of events. They give free coffee, you know, cookies, different things. It's a time to say thank you to our customers. Um, so the whole weekend is sort of a celebration now. Hmm. I I, th- I think the last two Black Fridays I really enjoyed, and and this one in particular might be the best. I don't know how I you feel it about is, it. I do. I I think it's the best selection it's it's at the level of record store day as far as the, the the spread of genre and the coolness of the pieces and the uniqueness of it um it's 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 pretty amazing you know i was never a black friday fan before but record store day has has made me one <laughs> you know I, I i'll tell you the reason we did it is one day i was talking to my wife and i said you know god i need to try to find something six months away from record store day where we could do something special with the stores before before um uh the holidays and she said why don't you do black friday and i was like ah no that's all about cheap and and you know people fighting over toasters and dvds and stuff 
And she said, you know, but what if you did it, flipped it and made it about cool stuff and things that you really want to get for a gift or give somebody? And it was like, aha, it was that aha moment that we could do it ourselves because it doesn't relate in any way to corporate mm-hmm. Black Friday. It's the exact opposite of it, actually. Right. Um, but it's worked. It's worked. No, I think you're right. It has worked. And it's, quite frankly, more fun than the other Black Friday because <laughs> yeah, that's I very competitive. And, and like you said, music people, yeah, people fighting over yeah. TVs and stuff. Um, but the best thing I like about it the most is, I mean, you'll be surprised. I mean, I was how much people are into, um, Christmas music, uh, especially collectors. Um, Goldmine (laughs) used to have a guy just for Christmas music. So, (laughs) you know, they're very, honestly, and cause I, you know, I'm a subscriber to the magazine. I actually love it. And I've loved the evolution of it of where you are now. It's a real nice blend of uh, interviews and, and, and facts and, and, and interesting things about that are cultural events. But anyway, I probably picked up on that because we started doing Christmas releases a lot more in the last few years. Mm. And I should mention, we got a really good one from Lindsay Sterling and she's going to actually do an event on small business Saturday at uh, dimple records in, in, in Sacramento um, another cool thing. So we, we there's several Christmas records beyond Keith Richards to take it full circle back to that. Yeah. Yeah. People love it. I mean, I was never a big Christmas music fan, but I've, uh, God, I've been surprised how many love it. We even have a column every December issue, the countdown, what's the best Christmas music to get. I think and, you're on something. It definitely, especially if you have kids, it, yeah. it's really it, it you know it's it's special you it's a shared community kind of thing you do with your kids play christmas records and stuff it's and you know bake cookies and that kind of stuff yeah. it's, it's pretty cool yeah we did an interview with engelbert humperdink which he has oh, a christmas wow. <laughs> that's amazing he's still he's still doing his, his thing you know yeah. i only you know it's funny i've never given him no a lot of credit for anything because i think didn't like his song bump off hey jude from the chart i, yeah, forget what, I think it was yeah and hendrix wasn't a big fan of his music but i think he was a cool guy yeah he's, he's a cool guy yeah i mean he's he's still going strong and i mean it's it's good christmas music for the family so and you know goldmine yeah. covers all genres so as long as yeah. it's, it's uh, about collecting well, th- well, thanks yeah. so much for taking the time, man. And uh, one week from today, uh, hey. I look forward to it. Can you add some like jingles, you know, like Christmas jingles or bells at the end of this podcast? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm sure I can, I can find something, some stock <laughs> music or something. Um, yeah, something. Maybe uh, Engelbert will give us a uh, permission to put something. Yes, let's do Engelbert. Tune, just bring up Engelbert right now. Let's hear it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Michael. Have a good weekend. Oh, you're welcome, Pat. And have a good Thanksgiving. Take care. Bye now. Yeah, you too. Bye. Thanks, Michael Kurtz, co-founder of Record Store Day. We look forward to Black Friday, which is almost a week away. And... Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content, a percentage off subscription, and also some giveaways. And also go to Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and select record stores to pick up Goldmine on the newsstand. Okay, this is Pat Prince, editor, signing off. Thank you. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 